This is the, the Tony Dill Podcast. My guest in this episode is a radio broadcaster based in Uyo Akwaibom. His name is Ugochuku Bamidili, aka Yuji the Fina. Fina, Fina. You could be doing anything else in the world, but you chose radio. Why? It wouldn't have been anything. It just had to be radio. Radio chose me. I always knew I was going to be here. I, I always worked towards that um, growing up. So, yep, it had to be radio. I've got love for a medium that reaches many people and that people can connect to. I think that radio is a soul medium. So you don't get to see the person. It's not about how cute the person looks. It's about, you know, the quality of content is about, you know, the value that you get when you give your time. And just like I say to people on the radio, give me four hours of your time in the morning and I'm going to give you a memorable morning you never forget in a hurry. So yeah, basically, that's it. Now, Yuji, you've got 30 seconds to pitch your brand. Go. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yuji, the film is, is, is an actor, is a producer, is a red carpet host, is a voiceover artist, is a TV show host, is a social media influencer. I mean, I'm basically broadcast media as it is, new media inclusive, right? Uh, but I, I think I prefer being known as the dinner cree of breakfast radio. All right, I basically host the XL Super Breakfast Show on XL 106.9 FM in Uyua, Kwaibom State, Nigeria. I basically bring in very rich experience from living and rocking different Nigerian cities to breakfast radio every day. It's a blend of, you know, I love good music. I love, you know, to motivate people and give them a boost to go through their day. Uh, you know, hook them up with trending stories, interesting banter, you know, look at policies, politics, business, entertainment, and everything that makes breakfast radio thick. That's what I like to do. That's who I am, basically. How did you get into radio? Ah, uh, okay, that story's long. That story's long. But would I say I took the routes that too many people wouldn't think of? So I knew it had to be radio, and I started very early. Funny enough, secondary school, I would always listen to radio, you know, uh, at night, and I would do a recording of myself trying to sound like the guys on radio. In the morning, I'd listen to radio. I got whooped a few times because of it, but I would listen to radio in the morning and I would try to sound like them. And one of the guys I grew up listening to in the morning in the early 2000s when, you know, we had more influx of private radio stations, you know, urban radio stations actually was Dan Foster, the late Dan Foster on Cool FM. I mean, I listened to him a whole lot. That at some point, I was worried about myself. I listened to Ulisa Diboy a whole lot. I was worried about myself at some point. So yeah, I mean, those guys helped me, shape me. But before then, I used to have a brother, an uncle, kind of, that was based in the US. And he would always hook me up with, you know, tapes from radio shows abroad, talking about the Ebros, you know, the, um, uh, what's his name now? Big Boy on Radio, you know, all of those guys. And so I grew up listening to those guys and listening to what radio should be like. And maybe that's what's helping me right now. All right. And um, so, yeah, uh, I remember one time I took a walk to a radio station and I said, I think I can do this. I was in the university at the time. I was in my second year. And they said, are you sure? And they said, go into the studio, the production studio, go try something. And all I had to do was do the same thing I'd listened to for how many years <laughs> and, you know, the, the head of programs looked at me and said, 
Uh, well, a little bit rusty, not too good, but I think that we can work on this and make you a better person, make you a better radio presenter. And that's how the journey started. All right. That's how the journey started when we're counting over a decade right now. And I'm loving every day. Like every single day I wake up, I want to be back on radio. I love it. Talk to me about those who influenced you, those you listened to on radio. Would it shock you if I say I still listen? I still go, you know, go look for recordings of the late Dan Foster to listen to. I still listen to him a whole lot. Um, I still go look for recordings of Olisa Diboa to listen to. Um, I listen to radio online a whole lot. So, you know, I'm listening to Hot FM in Kenya. I'm listening to um, uh, BBC Radio 1. I listen a whole lot to BBC Radio 1. I'm listening to, um, yeah, I listen to a little bit Ebro when I can. I listen to, you know, The Breakfast Club. I, I listen to their podcast. I watch the show online when I can. There's just so many. But currently... I mean, there's one guy I love to listen to a whole lot. And yeah, I mean, it's no surprise, right? Um, Money. Yeah. I mean, I listen to Money almost every morning on Cool FM, even if I go to do my show at the same time, but I listen to him every morning, right? It helps me set my head right and, you know, helps me with, you know, how I should do what I need to do. So basically, he challenges me to be a better radio presenter on a daily basis listening to him. I, I don't listen to copy what he does. I just listen to be, you know, to be better. I listen to, you know, motivate myself and ginger myself some more. So basically, that's it. That's it. Those are the guys that influence me. How would you describe your radio journey so far? Would it shock you if I say I still listen? I still go, you know, go look for recordings of the late Dan Foster to listen to. I still listen to him a whole lot. Um, I still go look for recordings of Olisa Diboa to listen to. Um, I listen to radio online a whole lot. So, you know, I'm listening to Hot FM in Kenya. I'm listening to um, uh, BBC Radio 1. I listen a whole lot to BBC Radio 1. I'm listening to, um, yeah, I listen to a little bit Ebro when I can. I listen to, you know, The Breakfast Club. I, I listen to their podcast. I watch the show online when I can. There's just so many. But currently... I mean, there's one guy I love to listen to a whole lot. And yeah, I mean, it's no surprise, right? Um, Money. Yeah. I mean, I listen to Money almost every morning on Cool FM, even if I go to do my show at the same time, but I listen to him every morning, right? It helps me set my head right and, you know, helps me with, you know, how I should do what I need to do. So basically, he challenges me to be a better radio presenter on a daily basis listening to him. I, I don't listen to copy what he does. I just listen to be, you know, to be better. I listen to, you know, motivate myself and ginger myself some more. So basically, that's it. That's it. Those are the guys that influence me. In your experience, what does it take to be a good radio broadcaster? It's sleepless nights. It's hard work. It's research. It's versatility. It's spontaneity at its peak. It's... It's following stories and events, even when they don't matter to you. It's, you know, being interested in everything. You just must be a bastion of knowledge. Like, you must know a whole lot. Because people are going to throw things at you, and you've got to be able to play through them. You've got to be able to defend them on radio. You can sound like a novice. You know, you've got to know a bit about, you know, every genre of music. you you just got to be everything. So, yeah, it's a lot of research. You've got to be open to it. 
but basically you must be a good talker so you must have the gift of gab you know you must you must be able to hold people and listen to you you must command attention at every point you turn on the mic if you can't command attention in a little cycle hey i'm going to advise think twice if you're thinking of going into radio cuz it's not as easy as it is it's not about you know going to blogs and lifting stories and coming to tell those stories on radio you must be able to chat a course with every story you must think of the take home value you must think of how much impact you want to make with the story you must be able to relate the stories on the blogs on the websites on the papers to daily living if people can't connect to the story then it don't make sense all right so it's a mix of everything you just be you got to be able to do everything well you're a jack of all trade as a radio broadcaster all right uh, some of the finest guys and yeah you should be ready to take pains to script your shows man i see a lot of people these days just go and and wing it you must script your shows all right i'm 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 almost 16 years in the industry and i write every day my show prep i write it i, I see i can't go on air without it not because somebody's going to check it i mean i'm the boss where i am right now but it's just it is <laughs> it's it's the basis for what we do you must be prepared all right so yeah you got to you got to be ready for that what's your creative approach to show prep i just talked about writing show preps right so i do lots of research from the moment i'm done with the show i'm planning the next show so it means if i'm stepping out to go have breakfast maybe grab a cup of tea or a plate of eba and some nice okra soup or some nice afang soup because i'm in the city of uyo or some nice edita or some nice afiefere you know whatever it is i'm everything that's happening around me begins to register in my head as content and so when i get back you know either to the office or back home i'm sitting down and i'm penning it down and prepping my show prep with those contents all right i'm following everything that's happening i'm going through twitter and i'm bantering with people but i'm picking content from that banter i'm you know everything is content everything is content and that's that's basically what makes UG Definium unique that's what makes me unique all right my ability to turn everyday situation into worthy radio content and make every other presenter wonder how I'm able to do it without getting into trouble without getting fined without you know being in NBC's bad books is creativity all right and i mean i don't joke with it i put i put all of that i put all of those creative juices on the table when i've got to prep for my show nothing matters in the world when i'm prepping for my show and that's the truth nothing matters in the world when i'm prepping for my show so that's basically what happens i'm listening to music i'm thinking of the music i'm thinking of how to relate it to the content that i got for my show i'm thinking of everything everything radio has got to be interesting and so yeah i'm thinking how to make it interesting every time i'm planning my show prep what do you think about podcasts podcasts i think they're growing I think that at some point they're going to compete with radio, conventional radio, I think so. By the time we have, you know, uh for instance in Nigeria, if we have about 80% internet penetration, internet will get cheaper. If internet gets cheaper, people can spend less money getting more data and they can listen. All right? I'm only worried with podcasts about content regulation. Do you understand standards if there is a standard if there isn't i think that podcasters especially in nigeria you need to come together and begin to think of a standard do you understand and um how to regulate right because it's looking like an all comers affair but sometimes i go online and i see some stuff i'm trying to listen and i'm like what's going on here right there's some guys are doing great with podcasts i know a few guys who i mean i just can't go a week without listening to them because they got great content all right 
From your perspective, how do podcasts compare with radio? How do podcasts compare with radio? Ah, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm going to be biased. I don't think that podcasts ever will compare with radio. Not now, maybe later. All right. I don't think so. Uh, first of all, there's too many unprofessionals. So, yep, I'll be doing radio a disservice to compare podcasts to radio. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the same medium of communication. It's sound, right? The difference is how long it's going to take for internet penetration to the point where people don't feel like they're spending money when using data. For now, no, I don't think it compares. I don't think it compares. I don't think it compares. What future growth do you expect to see with podcasts, especially in Nigeria? At the moment, I'm glad that people are embracing podcasts. I'm glad that I'm glad that people are, you know, going to listen to it. I'm glad that um, there's there's growth in that. You know, more people are getting into that space and trying to create create content online, document events, document happenings, talk about issues. You know, I, I'm glad that that's happening. All right, but I want to see growth. And when I say I want to see growth, I want to see you know people who have got the skill as against you know an all comers affair. I want to see I want I want to see you know um, stories fact checked before being thrown on. I want to see I want I want to listen to a podcast and it's not too much of opinion. The fact. I mean, you know, opinion is the lowest form of knowledge. So I have a problem with that. Yes, it's your podcast and you can say what you want to say on it. But try, try just try a little bit. I mean, I, see, I want podcasts to get to the point where, you know, they're good that people can place ads on them. You know, they compete with radio for commercials and stuff. I would love it because it will make radio sit up a whole lot. All right. Either sit up or get kicked out. And that's the truth. So, yeah. I mean, I see in the nearest future, I think that podcasts would grow but the players would determine to what length to what level it grows how would you describe the role of the NBC in light of recent events especially the twitter ban and um NSARS? okay so i hope i don't get in trouble by saying what i'm going to say right now i think that one of the worst things that happened to um broadcast regulation in nigeria is NBC as it is at the moment. And that's to say that I think that it's wrong to have civil servants who are not professionals, you know, people from the academic environment, you find professors being DGs of, you know, the NBC. And I'm asking myself, you've not played in the industry. How do you regulate an industry that you don't even understand the ethics and ethos? So you're making laws like it's, it's not a regular environment. It's a creative environment. You've got to factor all of that into lawmaking for regulation. All right? I also have a problem with the fact that um, NBC has become the judge, jury, prosecutor, uh, everything. Everything. Like that box stop when it comes to passing judgment. I don't think it's the right thing to do. So, yeah, I've got a problem with that. But then, are there also good sides? I think that without the NBC in Nigeria, this country would have been torn apart because um, too much of unprofessionalism would have gone through radio and fake news, you know, bastardization of the medium, TV and radio would have happened. And with that, anarchy was set in. And before you know, we wouldn't have a country again to practice what we practice and make money 
all right, and do what we love to do. So, yeah, I'm glad that the NBC is there, but I think that they need to do better. We need to move from having civil servants regulate the industry to having industry players. So, for instance, in a choir bomb, you have radio stations nominate people to be on the regulatory body, like it happens in most parts, in most parts of the world, and they regulate the industry. So if there's a case, if they feel like there's an infringement, they flag you, take you to court, the court determines whether what you've done is right or wrong, and then puts an appropriate sanction based on the law, as against the NBC doing everything. So most times you can't even defend yourself. Do you understand? So I, I, I'm, I'm hoping... I'm, I, that's that's what I think. That's what I think about the NBC. And um, a few times I feel like, you know, they become the tool of the government, you know, to check how much of information that goes out. And I'm not too happy with that. I'm not too happy with that. I would expect NBC to bother more about the quality of, you know, management in media houses, for instance, uh, broadcast media, actually. I'd expect that uh, they would focus on, for instance... Advert agencies owing media houses and stifling growth as a result of the huge monies that, you know, they owe these stations and looking for ways to defraud the station. Do you understand? I'd expect that NBC will look at that since they regulate the industry, try to help the radio stations. I'd expect that they do that, but, you know, I never hear them talk about it. I never see regulations, you know, that also help the radio stations recover their monies from ad agencies. And that's a little bit of a problem. So you're just looking for how to sanction me, you know, how to based on how you feel, interpret the law and tell me that I've done wrong as against help me grow. Check, you know, those managing the industry and see if they even qualify to manage the industry. I mean, I've seen stations where people who are just about five years being GM, 10 years being GM. And I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to mention at this point, I think one of the worst things that happened to broadcast media in Nigeria is politicians getting licenses and owning radio stations. Because they, they, they're thinking about it like politics. They're looking for the cheapest way to get it done. You know, cheap labor, wrong people on air, wrong people in the newsrooms, wrong people in management. And so they don't even have basic people management skills. They don't even have basic journalistic skills for the newsroom. They don't even have basic elocution skills for the studio. Do you understand? And so all of this happening, and the NBC is almost turning a blind eye to it. They're only waiting for when you infringe and then they slam your 5 million, slam your 1 million, slam your 500K, find you 250K. You know, they, need to, they need to wake up and do more. What's been your favorite radio experience with a fan? I've had too many great experiences with the fans. Uh, one, one of the things that I've been able to do in every city is go from just having fans to having family, right? So I don't see them as fans. I see them as family. And I've had amazing experiences. One of the times was my birthday. So I show up at work and I'm doing my show. And by the time I get done with my show, I step out and there is a huge, there's a huge like the reception is one corner filled with gifts, carrying my name, portraits, you know, big stuff, uh, dinner dates, you know, lunch dates. And I mean, to the point I had to say, okay, so can I ask that we shift some of these dates? You know, I've, I've had many of those experiences. I've also had, you know, some of them when I show up at maybe the bank and I mention my name and things happen faster than it would have happened for me, you know. Um, one of the best times is having... <laughs> having a police officer who was a huge fan 
right? The public relations officer in the state where I worked was a huge fan. So yeah, I mean, at every point, the police tried to harass me on the road. All I did was just put a call across to him. And I, ah, don't you know that guy? Come on, will you stop that? <laughs> that kind of stuff. I, I love it, right? I've, I've, had, I've had too many, too many, you know, fun experiences with the fans. Yeah, I have. I have. What's been your worst radio experience with a fan? That's crazy. I've had worst experiences with male fans who think that, you know, because you guys are cool on radio, that you should be cool in real life. Man, I don't know you apart from, you know, talking with you on radio. So why are you calling me up in the middle of the night? Right? Why are you, why are you sending me messages that should go on the show on my private social media or just because you have access to my business line, which is on social media, actually, then you're calling me up to talk and ask for money. It's crazy. I think so. Right. So those are one of the crazy moments. I've had another time where I got embarrassed at a shopping mall. Like somebody buys and deliberately says, ah, Yuji, uh, you're paying now, blah, blah, blah. And I was looking at this person. So if I don't have money, what happens? Right. And then I've had I've had female fans who, who think that because we're cool on radio, it means that we can have a thing sexually. And so, you know. They're making advances. They're, they're, they're storming the DMs and talking stuff. And one time it ended my relationship because, you know, this girl was coming so strong and the person I was in a relationship with didn't believe that there was nothing. Because it first of all started off with, hi, hi, and then like, hi, dear, and all of that. And maybe the mistake I made was always including endearments in the messages because that... Those endearments turned to be the reason why the relationship I was in at the time ended. So yeah, I've, I've had too many experiences. Too many experiences. Including people coming to the station to ask me for money. Like, I've not fed my family. I'm talking about older people. I've not fed my family. Uh, please, I just I listened to you on radio and I feel that you can help me. That's why I came. And like At some point I had to tell my receptionists, guys, man, if anybody comes to ask me, find out why the person is here. Don't just come to call me and I come embarrass myself. Because most times I don't have money. I don't know why people think that radio presenters or media personalities are super rich guys and stuff. Most times, man, forget this voice. The money not today. For real, man. Maybe I need to speak pigeon there. The money not today. But they know they understand. So you say you just try. Say the same sack by way than they owe you. They know they believe. Say the same way they blow you. Say they blow then they blow yourself. They know they believe. They just say Sakpa, Sakpa no go finish you because it is nice that you see every day. You talk with you know very nice voice. <laughs> oh my goodness. Who's been your favorite radio guest? I have I have favorites depending on the city I've worked in. Um I think that one of my favorite radio guests would be Tsubaba. Yep. Uh another time. I would mention Ilbliss. Ilbliss is one of my favorite. He's, he's been one of my favorite radio guests. Um, when I was in Benin, the commissioner for uh, higher education at some point, Honorable Washington Osifo, uh, at some point he became commissioner for energy and water resources. My favorite guest. I mean, any time. That's the guy I can call and say, what's up? And he, he will show up for me as a guest on my show to talk about, you know, policies and stuff. Um, the Speaker of the Edo State House of Assembly at some point, uh, Dr. Justin, was a very good friend. As in, 
I never thought that, you know, as a radio personality, you could have somebody at that level, the Speaker of a State House of Assembly, big rich guy, you know, be at your beck and call. I remember one time he was going to the hospital and I called him and I said, I needed to talk to you about something, uh, you know, for my show. And he drove straight with all of his convoy to the office and we stood out under the sun, did that interview quick, quick, and he continued his journey to the hospital. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, when I was in Cross River State, there was a commissioner for information that made me her son, adopted me. Just She loved me from the very first day, the opening ceremony, when I interviewed her. She fell in love with me and, you know, she, she, she just adopted me and always, you know, wanted me to call her. And she would always call me to know how I'm doing. If I talk about government, she's calling me to say, Yuji, you'd have asked me now. You didn't need to hit this hard. Take it easy. <laughs> I mean, I've had memorable moments. I've had moments with, um, with Zlatan on radio. Amazing moments. Uh, Chike. Chike is one fun guy I've, I've had to sit with on radio and you know talk with. And it was fun. Um, who again? I mean, there's, there's too many people. Too many people. The list is endless. There's, there's too many people. So I, I can't say it's one person, no. There's too many persons. What are your three worst pet peeves? Lies. Uh, people being condescending. And um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Let me see. Uh, not being real. I can't deal. I mean, these three issues, I can't deal. The three of them. Not being real. People being condescending and telling lies don't work for me what are the top five songs right now on ug's playlist so at the moment there are guys who have got my attention 247 one of them is maxed wolf if you check my playlist at the moment you're definitely gonna find it maxed wolves astronaut in the ocean is a big tune for me at the moment um there's also uh Whiskey and Thames Essence. I love that tune a whole lot. Olamide's Rock. Definitely, man. Uh, who again? Let me see. Lil Five's Hallelujah. I love it. I love that kid and I don't know why. Um, who again? Who again? Who again? Who again? Um, so I mentioned three already. Number four will be Burner Boy. Burner Boy's Onyeka. <laughs> yeah, Shoki, right? Burner Boy's Onyeka. And yeah, David O's intro for a better time. I love that tune a whole lot. All right. The intro for a better time. I love it a whole lot. So yeah, my 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 five songs and artists on my playlists at the moment. Yep. If the circumstances were different, what would UG do instead of radio? If I wasn't doing radio, I would have been an aeronautic engineering. By the uh, no, I'd have been an aeronautic engineer. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I wasn't doing radio, I'd have been an aeronautic engineer. I got admission to study aeronautic engineering and then, you know, the school lost accreditation. And I mean, I didn't have the strength to sit down and start writing again. So the other school that I applied to, I just picked up supplementary and went in there. Right. Um, so, yeah, if I wasn't doing broadcasting, if I wasn't doing radio, I'd be doing TV. I hope I answered that question. <laughs> if the circumstances were different, what would you do instead of radio? I would do TV. If I wasn't doing TV, I would dust up my industrial uh, chemistry certificate and I'll go work in oil and gas or, you know, manufacturing. Uh, yeah, any of them. Any of them, I would. Or maybe I'll be a medical doctor. <laughs> What's your favorite meal? I'm a foodie. 
I got to put that out. I'm a foodie. And I don't think that foodies have a favorite meal. As long as it looks good, tastes good, yummy, nutritious, it's going in, it's going down right now, man. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have a favorite meal. Every good thing passes, but I have a bias for Amala and a widu and beggary. I have a bias for Amala and a foriro. I have a bias for owo and starch. I have a bias for starch and banga. I have a bias for um I have a bias for tuition kafa. And it's a function of the cities I've lived in, actually. I have a bias for Ofunugbu. I have a bias for Oha Soup. I have a bias for... Um, I have a bias for Afang. I have a bias for... Um, I have a bias for, you know, native food, basically. All right? So, yeah. I mean, there's too many. You see why I say I don't have a favorite meal? Jollof rice, I love. Coconut rice, I love. I'm not a fan of basmatic rice, so you never catch me. Almost never. Basmatic, nah. Fried rice, almost never. Almost never. All right? What's your favorite drink? My favorite drink will be water. Anytime, any day. It's not like I don't drink other things, but because I talk a whole lot, I need water to help me refresh. You know, uh, I drink, I drink, I drink water more than I drink any other thing. But hey, I mean, I take alcoholic beverages also, uh, um, spirits. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of rum or whiskey. Yeah. What legacy does UG want to leave behind? I hope by the time I'm over and out that, you know, when people think about breakfast radio, the only name that comes to mind is UG the Phenom. I hope so. And not just in Nigeria, but across the continent of Africa, not just on the continent, but also across the world as much as, you know, I can. All right. So that's it for me. That's, that's what I want to leave behind. I want people to think about me and think about radio with impact and not just about having an accent or coming to lift from blogs and stuff not just about trivial stuff but about you know uh, people remembering that a problem in their community got solved because i talk about it on my show uh, a challenge with government policy got turned over because i talked about it on my show uh, you know i just i want to make impact through radio that's what i want to be remembered for when i'm when when it's over and out when the candles go dim you know, I just, I just want to, I want, I, don't, I want to be remembered as the guy that used radio to effect changes in different cities that I've lived in, and I think I'm doing that already. My guest has been UG the Phenom. Thanks for coming on the podcast, bro. Big ups to you, bro. Um, thank you for the opportunity to talk about myself and talk about my craft and talk about what I do, and maybe inspire the next generation. Because yeah, I mean, I know that some persons who are interested in radio might just get to listen to this, and. Yeah, it just might help you, you know, get it right. All right. Thank you so much. If you're wondering who came up with my podcast theme music, I'm pretty sure it's Techzilla. That's right. And you can find him on social media links in the show notes. Subscribe to the Tony Doe Podcast wherever it is you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you like what you hear, do buy me a coffee. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening.